Association and this station. It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I hope you had a great weekend. Welcome in Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio, as you can tell, playing hurt today. I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be here. But I felt guilty. Only two shows for me this week. T.J. Walker will fill, fill in on Wednesday. Tony Burke will fill in on Thursday. I'll be traveling with Bellerman, and that's only if I feel better. Oh, it's been a long weekend. Uh, a lot of Vicks cough drops. Some uh, soup. The wife's making her famous vegetable beef soup today. I'm very excited about that. Ah. Welcome to the show. There is going to be coughing. I do not have a cough button. Uh, hacking up of a lung, maybe. Going to be a little little of that. A lot of sniffling. But we're, you know what? We soldier through. Big weekend of sports. It is Monday, January 29th. Eminem Cartage Hotline's open. Please call 502-384-1450. Dave will tell me in my ear or through text or however he wants to do it who's on the line. Right, Dave? You'll take care of me, right? I th- I, I'm going to assume he's shaking his head yes. The uh, Thornton's text line is open as well, 502-414-1450. Get your text into the show at that number. And don't forget to stop by Thornton's to get your icy cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction. Right now, 32-ounce and smaller drinks, only 89 cents, fountain drinks. That's right, 89 cents. Come in today, grab a Thornton's fountain drink hit me up on the thorns text line 502-414-1450 the system was the way the system is supposed to be this weekend six up two down two pushes two ties now a lot of them were close when you get two ties obviously but Vanderbilt I won by half a point covered covered I should say by half a point there were some overtime games, one we lost, one we won. Six, two, and two. You'll take that every week. And, by the way, the six-pack was four, one, and one. Arkansas was the push against Kentucky. Now, I'm going by the CBS Sportsline uh, final spread. That's all I can do. I didn't have a spread Friday, so I go by the CBS Sportsline. Those are the spreads I use in this uh, show every day. And Kentucky was a six-point favorite. Won the game by six. My loser was Indiana, or was Illinois. I had no idea Illinois would be a 14-point favorite over Indiana. Blew my mind. Now, Khalil Ware did not play, to be fair. But that's a big number. Illinois wins by eight. In fact, it was 62-all until Illinois scored the final eight points of the game. But I had uh, Virginia. That was easy. Vanderbilt, they cover. Rutgers, they cover against Purdue on Sunday. And uh, Wisconsin Friday night. I did have a spread on that one. Wisconsin was three, and they uh, beat Michigan State double digits. So four, one, and one on the six-pack. Six, two, and two system bets. By the way, two more system bets tonight. Houston is on the road at Texas. 
Texas is coming off a double-digit defeat at BYU. Houston routed somebody. Uh, I got it written down. Kansas State in Houston. Now they go on the road. Houston is only a five-point favorite here. Uh, Guess what? Home unranked versus a ranked team. It's a system bet. I'm not saying I like it. I'm not saying if you said John Houston's only given Texas five and Texas has underachieved that I wouldn't say Houston's the bet. I would normally, but the system says take Texas. And Duke on the road of Virginia Tech is only a three-point favorite. System says take Virginia Tech. And Duke almost lost at home to Clemson. Should have lost at home to Clemson. Phantom foul there at the end allowed Duke to hit two free throws with one second to go and win the game. And now here we are two days later, Houston and Duke on the road. System System says take the points. Take Virginia Tech, take Texas. We'll see tomorrow. Or we'll see tonight. I'll let you know tomorrow. Super Bowl 53 is set. Or 58, I should say. There's a V in there. LV, let's see. L is 50. V is 5. I, I, I. Yeah, 58. Super Bowl 58 is set. San Francisco and Kansas City. The Niners are a one-point favorite. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, by the time the game rolls around, Kansas City will be favored. So I think if you want to bet Kansas City, bet it now. If you want to bet San Francisco, just wait. It's Patrick Mahomes against Brock Purdy. And I think that's why the spread will change in the next 13 days. I think it'll change. I think Kansas City will be eventually favored in this game. They've got a good defense that nobody ever talks about. All we talk about are Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid's great offense. They can score at will. It's their defense that won that game yesterday. Their defense is underrated. It's the second best scoring defense in the league. And San Francisco, congratulations, I guess. You made it. You should have lost to Green Bay. You could have lost yesterday as the number one seed, but here you are. You're in the Super Bowl. Congrats. Kansas City 17, Baltimore 10. Baltimore disappointing. Lamar got to be disappointed. He's going to win another MVP. It's his second. But the playoff record is the playoff record. Two and five now. And I feel bad for Lamar Jackson. Now, here's one thing I'm happy about. I don't have to hear about the Harbaugh sweep. Right? I don't have to hear about the Harbaugh sweep. Jim Harbaugh in Michigan wins the title. John Harbaugh wins the Super Bowl. I didn't want to hear about that. The other thing I didn't want to hear was uh, all about the state of Michigan. Michigan wins the title. Detroit wins the Super Bowl. I'm glad we're not going to get that. Although I was pulling for Detroit yesterday, just like most of America. There's cough number one. I was pulling for Detroit. I like Dan Campbell. It's a great story. First championship game since 92. 
They've never been to a Super Bowl. They're the only team that was around when the Super Bowl started that's never been to a Super Bowl. How about that? So I was pulling for Detroit. I was. But back to Kansas City and Baltimore first. Zay Flowers, ah, I don't know what to say. Somebody, somebody better be watching Zay Flowers for the next couple of days. His teammates took up for him. You win as a team, you lose as a team. That's one of the oldest cliches ever. But Zay, what are you doing? You get a huge gain down to the 11-yard line, and you taunt your opponent while you're down 10. You get a 15-yard penalty. Then you're going in for the touchdown on the exact same drive and you allow the ball to be knocked out, oh, I don't know, two feet, one foot from the goal line. Kansas City recovers in the end zone for a touchback. You cost your team a lot of points, at least three, probably seven. Because if you're not pushed back to the 26, then you score on one of those two two catches. Baltimore, number one seed again, losing at home. Kansas City's Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. I said it last week. I couldn't believe I took the Bills last week to beat Kansas City, to give points to beat Kansas City. When will I learn? I did learn. I learned again this week, and I took Kansas City this week. Last week, I took the Bills. Because I don't listen to myself. I don't know how many times I said it this year or since I've been on this show. Patrick Mahomes getting points. Take it every single time. I didn't do it last week. I was smart enough to do it this week. They were in four and a half by the time the game started. Four and a half. Now, Baltimore's got a great defense. So does Kansas City. So does Kansas City. And I thought, if this game is tight, Kansas City is the team I have faith in making the big play. And it was tight the whole way. And it wasn't Mahomes. And it wasn't even Kelsey in the second half. In the first half, he had 11 catches. He didn't catch a ball in the second half. But he didn't have to. Baltimore never had the ball in position to tie the game in the second half. They never had the ball in position to tie the game. Kelsey was 11 catches, 116, and a touchdown. Here's my question to normal football fan that doesn't have a dog in the fight. Do we hate the the Chiefs now? If you're not a Chiefs fan, do you hate the Chiefs? Are the Chiefs the team you love to hate? I've said this a million times. I love greatness. I'm one of the few people who loves watching greatness over and over and over again. Tom Brady was a prime example. He keeps winning Super Bowls. You get tired of seeing Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. It's human nature. It's human nature. Why do we hate Duke? Right? Why do some people hate Kentucky? Even you can go back to UCLA basketball. UCLA has more national championships than anybody. And there are people out there that still laugh when UCLA loses. 
even though it's not the same UCLA. Why do we hate the Yankees? 26 championships. I know Babe Ruth's not coming through that door anymore. Craig Nettles isn't coming through that door. But they keep signing major free agents like Garrett Cole, and we hate them. If the Dodgers won more World Series, we would hate the Dodgers. The Dodgers just keep signing great players. Now they got Otani on the roster. In the NFL, it was fashionable to hate the Patriots. When Brady was with the Patriots, we hated the Patriots after a couple of Super Bowls. The first one was nice. Great story. Fourth round pick. 199th overall pick in the draft. This Tom Brady kid, he looks pretty good. That's that's cool. And then they won again. Yeah, it's okay. All right. And then they won again. Oh, man, I'm sick of Brady. And then they won again. Now nah, I hate Brady. Oh, Belichick, what a turd. It's human nature. So do we? are we starting to hate the Kansas City Chiefs? Patrick Mahomes, n- nothing's as good as it looks. He can't be as nice a guy as he seems. He's got the Kermit the Frog voice, and here, here I'm talking about bad voice. I got the Peter Brady going through puberty voice going right now. That's right, everybody. So do we do we hate the Chiefs? Oh, you know why else we hate the Chiefs? Taylor Swift. Oh my God. Travis Kelsey had a great first half. He had eleven catches. He uh late in the half sort of duped a uh, Baltimore player to headbutt him and getting a fifteen yard penalty. He gets up every time he makes a catch for a first down, does the first down thing. And you know there's chirping going on down there, right? You know the defensive players are saying, calling him Mr. Swift or Swifty, whatever they want to call him, and it's it's getting under his skin too. Do the officials favor Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, I think they do. I think they do. I'm sure Baltimore fan is not happy today about the officiating. The late hit call on uh, Mahomes that kept a drive alive. It is what it is, but it's another reason to hate the Chiefs. Taylor Swift is another reason to hate the Chiefs. Brittany Mahomes is another reason to hate the Chiefs. But the number one reason we hate Kansas City all of a sudden is because they keep winning. It's time for somebody else to get to the AFC Championship game. It's time for some. The Bengals did us a great service when they beat the Chiefs and got to the Super Bowl. That was great. The Chiefs won it last year. Here we are again. Here we are again. And it's against the Niners. By the way, they got a lot of Super Bowl success too. That's why we wanted Baltimore and we wanted Detroit. As human nature fans who don't have a dog in the fight. I feel bad for Zay Flowers, but he he did a dumb thing, and then he made a costly turnover. I feel bad for him on the turnover, but it's not. I don't feel bad when you stand over a guy and act like you're the greatest player on earth and taunt him and drop the ball at his head. You deserve the penalty. You deserve it. 
and the interception by Lamar, the last one, you can't throw that pass. You can't do it. Lamar Jackson has been told all year, we want you to stay in the pocket longer. Don't run if you don't have to run. And yesterday, in that second half, there were times they needed him to run, and he didn't. He took sacks. He made bad throws when he could have run for first downs. That's that's what happens. He's been coached all year, probably for the last several years. We want you in the pocket. You're a good enough passer. We can't have you getting hurt. In that fourth quarter, John Harbaugh should have took the gloves off, said, just run, just run the ball. If you get out of the pocket, quit looking, just take off. Don't throw into coverage. Don't try to make a miraculous play. Run. But he's been conditioned for this entire season. We don't want you to run because we don't want you to get hurt. And consequently, the Chiefs are going back to the Super Bowl. Yay. All right, let's take a break. We'll break down San Francisco at Detroit. Man, that was an entertaining game. Kentucky wins. Louisville loses. Indiana loses. Bellarmine wins. Talk about all that as well. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage and the Big X. It began in starlight in 1947. In 75 years, we've become Southern Indiana's most trusted agency. As an independent, we represent many companies offering options to meet your needs. Our experienced staff continues to build customer trust, providing unmatched service for all of Southern Indiana. Featuring auto owners insurance, an industry leader, auto owners stands for the best in life, home, car, and business insurance. Callista Smith, serving Southern Indiana for over 75 years. John Spears for M&M Cartage. You see those trucks riding down the road with the M&M Cartage sign. You could be a driver or work as a... Serving over 29 counties in Kentucky and Southern Indiana. We guarantee each customer will receive high-quality workmanship and competitive pricing. Whether you want privacy, protection, call EAC Fence at 812-984-3014 or visit EACFence.com. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Carnage. John Spears in studio. Eminem Carnage hotline is open 502 384 1450 to join in on the conversation. 384 1450. Thornton's text line open as well. Get your text to the show at 414 1450. We'll talk cats, cards, Hoosiers. An NFC championship game, but let's go to the Eminem Cartage hotline first. Bring in David. How are you, David? Uh, well, just fine, John. Um, I tell you, the um, the playoffs from yesterday in the NFL, I, I tell you, it's just something that when you look at it, it's like two franchises that are familiar with the Super Bowl or, or what we're getting this year. Uh, yeah. I guess I just thought, I was thinking it was going to be the you're right, the Har- Harbaugh story and the and the Michigan story. I guess that was my <laughs> predictions, but that didn't happen. So we'll live with uh, the, uh, Kansas City and San Francisco and Patrick Mahomes, and 
I guess Travis Kelsey and the Taylor Swift story yeah, oh, still, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. And you know what? The NFL's the best. It's the best. Oh, it is, yeah. People, mm-hmm. you know, you can argue this and that, whatever you want. Rating show, NFL's the best. And when you get two games like we got yesterday, we got a low-scoring defensive struggle that was a seven-point yes. game. And then we mm-hmm. got an outrageously offensive game that went back and forth. The NFL, it's just, is it's entertaining. And these teams. Yeah, you're right about that. Even though it, you never know things who's don't turn be out there. the way you think, but at least it's entertainment when you look at it. Yes. You, you never I know agree. who is going to be in those games. The Bengals a couple years ago were a huge surprise. The, Lion, oh, yes. the Lions here, we thought the Eagles would be good this year. They were good for half a year, then they stunk. The Cowboys continue oh. to play great in the regular season and, and poop the bed in the playoffs. <laughs> right. So, yes. I mean, it's so entertaining. You can you can take you can talk NBA baseball hockey college basketball college football is great as well, but there's nothing like the NFL. It, the parody is unbelievable. Yeah, 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 and 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 I guess as as you go through the season, it's like I mean I think when the playoffs start or even before then, and even right you know when the season sort of went, and you got week seventeen now, it's like you know you got what 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 maybe eight nine ten teams for like three or four spots that are left yeah. and, you know, yeah. different ways they try to mathematically figure the, the playoff. It's, it's, it's really an, in, interesting how they can figure, you know, get through that. Thank you, David. Tiebreakers and everything. David, I appreciate the call. Thank you very much, as always. Last year's caller of the year there, David. And the NFL is always in the news, 12 months a year, because they space everything perfectly. The first game is not until late August. Or early September, actually. And the last game, Super Bowl, will be February 11th. So you got the rest of February, March, April, May, June, July, August. Every month, there's something going on in the NFL, whether it's OTAs, the draft, uh, preseason games in, in July and August. No matter what it is, free agency, uh, the coaches' meetings, there's always something going on newsworthy in the NFL all year long. It's marketed better by far than any sport there is. All right, San Francisco 34, Detroit 31. 24 to 7 at halftime. You had Gardner Johnson, the defensive back for the Lions, waving goodbye to the Chiefs fans. Oh, no, no, don't do it. Don't do it. I thought it was over. I think everybody thought it was over, 24-7. to Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevance, the quarterback. Well, you know, nice story. It was a good story, last pick in the draft. But uh, he's not the guy. All of a sudden, guess what? He's going to the Super Bowl. He's going to the Super Bowl. Maybe he is the guy. Uh, there have only been two other Mr. Irrelevance that made it to the Super Bowl. Kentucky fan knows one of them. Marty Moore, linebacker, played for the Patriots. He's the guy that, uh, boy, I don't want to, I don't want to open up an old wound here, Kentucky fan. But Marty Moore, I remember it was New Year's Eve. I don't know exactly the year. He intercepted the Clemson pass that clinched the bowl game. Peach Bowl, maybe. I think it was a Peach Bowl. And as he's returning it and everybody's yelling, just get down, you won the game. He gets hit and fumbles. Clemson goes on to score and win the game. 
Sorry, Cat fans. Sorry. And Ryan Suckup, kicker, is the only other Mr. Irrelevant to participate in the Super Bowl. Now, Brock Purdy will be the third. He was great in the second half. Now, he was lucky. The catch that Ayuk made by the end zone should have been picked off. It hits the Detroit defender in the face mask. And Ayuk, give him credit, made a great play, dove and caught it. But Brock Purdy didn't make that play. Brock Purdy threw a bad pass. Should have been intercepted. Christian McCaffrey's great. Christian McCaffrey's not a good running back. Christian McCaffrey is a great running back. He runs around people. He runs through people. He catches the ball out of the backfield, and he blocks when he has to block on uh, play action or passing plays. 20 carries, 90 yards, two touchdowns. Felt like he couldn't get anything going. Felt like, boy, they are doing a great job on McCaffrey. 20 carries, 90 yards. And now you go back. Oh, there's my Peter Brady coming out. Now you go back to analytics. I have railed on this show. I have gotten on my high horse about how analytics, I'm not going to say they're ruining the game, but coaches pay way too much attention to them. And the analytics said yesterday to Dan Campbell, who is an analytic nut, go for it at the two-and-a-half-yard line at the end of the first half. He kicked the field goal. I thought it was the right move. Okay? I thought it was the right move. But Dan Campbell has said all year long, this is what we do. We are going to go for it in these situations. Fourth down and five inside the 50. Fourth down and goal inside the five-yard line. Because analytics say you go for it, you're either going to score you're pinning the other team down inside the five-yard line, and a field it's it's more likely you're going to get a touchdown than a field goal. It just is. There's a reason teams go for two after touchdowns. Now that the extra point's been moved back, the odds of getting the two-point conversion are almost better than the odds of making the extra point. And Dan Campbell is married to analytics. Dan Campbell has done a great job in Detroit, but he is married to the analytics. And when he kicked the field goal at the end of the half, I was surprised. I still think it was the right play. They made it. They went up 17 at halftime. And if you're up 17 at halftime, I don't care who you are and I don't care who you're playing, you should win the football game. San Francisco gets a field goal in the second half, 24 to 10. Detroit goes down the field. They get stopped at the 30-yard line. Kick the field goal. Because at this point, I think it's fourth and fourth and two or three. At this point, they've kicked a field goal. If you match that field goal, you're back up three scores. You're back up 17. That should be an analytic right there. I kicked the field goal. I'm back up 17. He goes for it. The play works, by the way. The play works. Jared Goff throws the pass, and Josh Reynolds drops it. Not an easy catch, but a catch he should make. And we can play the 
if game all we want. If he makes that catch, the drive continues. They are going to get at least a field goal. And if they get a touchdown, they're up 21. But he didn't catch it. He dropped it. And at that point, I thought, kick the field goal. Dan Campbell did what Dan Campbell does and what he did for 17 regular season games and another playoff game. He went for it. He went for it again later. 0 for 2 on fourth down in the fourth quarter. Now, he ended up 1 for 3 on the the late touchdown, which, by the way, got me a cover. I, I like analytics. I like looking at the numbers. I'm not an analytics guy. And Dan Campbell, while he says gut feel, I go for this what I'm doing, I get a feel for my team, he is an analytics guy. He is as analytical as Nick Sirianni in Philadelphia or any of these young coaches. Analytics said at the end of the half, go for it. He didn't. I think it was the right move. He took a 17-point lead into the locker room, especially since San Francisco was getting the ball coming out of the locker room. I love the, the, the field goal there. Even though analytics said better chance to win if you go for it here. Because if you score, you're up 21. And you ain't losing if you're up 21. Second half, again, he did what Dan Campbell does. He went for it. I thought field goal was the move on the first one. The second one I got no problem with. I got no problem with the second one. The first time, I don't know. Bottom line is they lost the game. I will say this. Scooter, who will be in tomorrow, and Tony and myself all picked Kansas City. We all picked Detroit. We were both we were all three right on both games. And now you got Brock Purdy against Patrick Mahomes. I know that's not the entire story, but you I think the Chiefs have the better quarterback at least the more experienced quarterback, the been-there-before quarterback, and they have the better defense. I don't understand why San Francisco's favorite. San Francisco's the one seed out of the out of the uh, NFC, and Kansas City's the three seed out of the AFC. Maybe that's why the number is what it is. But the AFC was tougher. It's a tougher road through the AFC. Right? San Francisco had to get through Jordan Love and Jared Goff. Kansas City had to get through Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Different. Different. I'm not giving my Super Bowl pick yet, but I think you can see where I'm leaning. All right, before I... Take a break here. Julius Randle, the Knicks, going to be out several weeks with a dislocated shoulder. The Knicks say it could have been worse. Um, could have been out for months, but uh, no structural damage by the MRI. So he'll be out a few weeks. Uh, Dallas beat Atlanta 148-143 on Friday night. Luka Doncic had 73. I gave Lucas some grief the other day because he's sort of a whiner now. He's turned into a, 
Every time I lose the ball, they, they had to have fouled me. Every, I can't get any calls. What is going on, ref? He's a whiner. And he had a fan kicked out for telling him to get on the treadmill. I thought that was funny. He had 73 Friday night. Devin Booker had 62 for Phoenix, and they lost. Pacers beat the Suns 133-131 Friday night, 62 for Booker. All of a sudden, we got guys scoring 60 every night. Embiid had 70. We got we got a bunch of dudes scoring in the 60s and 70s all of a sudden. It's incredible. I love the NBA. And uh, Bellarmine won Saturday night. My nights. I was on the call, even though I could barely get the words out. 69-63 over Jacksonville. Bellarmine improves to 5-17 and 17 on the year. 1-6 in A-Sun play. The more important part is they dropped Jacksonville to 1-6. And uh, only 10 of the 12 teams in the A-Sun make the postseason conference tournament. So, big step for the Knights. We'll be on the road. When I say we, I do mean we, because I'll be on the road as well. Bellarmine at Kennesaw State on Thursday night. And at Queens, can you tell me where Queens University is? I'll give you a second. No, you're wrong. It's in Charlotte, North Carolina on uh, Saturday afternoon. So those are my next two Bellarmine games. You can listen to all Bellarmine Knights basketball action on our friends our friends over at ESPN 680. Take a break. Come back. The weekend that was college basketball. It was crazy. The system was great. Cats win, cards lose, Hoosiers lose. We'll talk about all of that after the break. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. WJIE.org. WJIE Sweetheart Dinner with Micah Tyler and Stephen McWhorter. Get your tickets now at WJIE.org. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Carnage. John Spears in studio. Final segment on this Monday. Thornton's text line is open 502 414 1450. Last chance to get your text into the show at that number, 502-414-1450. And the music continues. <laughs> I can't ever get enough of ZZ Top. I'm good with that, day. No problem with that. I don't know what the rule is. If we play a certain amount of a song, we got to pay for the rights. Uh, but, but as much as you can play, I'm good with it. Uh, don't forget, T.J. Walker will be filling in for me on Wednesday as I'm on the way to uh, Kennesaw State with the Bellarmine basketball team, and then Tony Burke will join. Uh, will be here Thursday to host. He's joining me in studio tomorrow where we can gloat about picking the winners of both conference championship games. All that coming up later this week. Um, System 6-2-2, two, and two, I'll get to that. And I want to tell you exactly what the winners and losers and ties were. It's only fair. Kentucky, that was an impressive win on Saturday. I got home in time to see, well, the first, okay. Here's the problem with DVRing a game, okay? I do the Bellarmine game Saturday, 4 o'clock. Come home, sit down. Kentucky played at 6. I'm going to watch the, uh, the Kentucky. I, I watched the second half of the Kentucky game. 
They win it over Arkansas 63-57. I go back to watch the first half. The first nine minutes are the end of the Clemson-Duke game. <sighs> I didn't I didn't look into my crystal ball and see that for the first 10 minutes of that game, I was going to have to DVR it on ESPN News. I thought it was all going to be on ESPN. But I was I was fooled. I was tricked. So in any event, Kentucky with an impressive win. They were one of 16 from the field to start the game. I can go one of 16 from the field to start the game. Trailed Arkansas by 10 early. Luckily, and I thought Calipari, look, we give John Calipari a lot of grief for some of his um, sayings and things he said, you know, oh, I got a billion dollars worth of players in the NBA, blah, blah. People, kids, kids, they want to come here. Right, okay. He was right. They got pushed around at South Carolina, and they did not respond. They were getting pushed around at Arkansas. They responded. The defense, which has been in the 90s metrically, was great. It was great. Now, Arkansas's 10 and 10. Um, they're one and six in the SEC. You can't lose that game. That's a bad loss if you Kentucky and you lose that game. It's like losing to Vanderbilt, which I'm not saying they won't do, but that would be a bad loss. This would have been a bad loss when you get to the committee, when it gets to be that time of year. And they somehow came back from that 10 point. When you're one for 16, it feels like nothing's going to go in. They shot 36.5% on the game, which all things considered, pretty good. I know it sounds bad, but it's pretty good when you start one for 16. More importantly, they held Arkansas to 33%. Kentucky hit nine of 20 three-pointers, which tells me they were 45% from three, but 36% overall in the game. Arkansas only hit four of 19. Arkansas did out-rebound the Cats. Cats are going to get out-rebounded. Aaron Bradshaw looks frail. Onyensu will get a few. In fact, he got five, I believe. No, he got four. But they're going to get out-rebounded most time, most nights. They got out-rebounded by five. On the road, you'll take that. And again, this UK team only had nine turnovers. Hostile environment, pig suey, all that stuff. Nine turnovers. Arkansas had 13. Antonio Reeves, he did what fifth-year seniors do. He hit a three early. He kept them in the game when nobody else could score, and he finished with 24. Reed Shepard was the best player on the court in the second half. 14 points all in the second half, four rebounds, five assists, four steals, he just knows how to play basketball. He does. He just he knows where the passes are going to go from the defense. He knows when to throw the deep ball down the court to somebody. And a couple times he'll throw them, and I'll go, oh, that's a bad pass. Boom, it gets through. He, he just knows where to put the ball. Trey Mitchell, double-double, quiet double-double, 10 and 11. Another one of those older guys that just – the road doesn't bother them. DJ Wagner had eight. He was okay. 
Onyenso six and four. It's a big six and four. Rob Dillingham didn't play. Keep that in mind. Spark off the bench. I think second leading scorer, if I'm not mistaken, on the team for the season. Uh, illness is, was the official designation. I don't know what he had, but uh, whatever he had, he didn't play. Cats uh, improved to five and two in the SEC. That's big. Uh, Auburn lost again, so they've got two losses now. Tennessee, I think Tennessee's the best team in the league. I think Tennessee's the best team in the league. Uh, they'll come to Rupp, I think, on Saturday. But before that, you got the rematch with Florida coming up. Florida beat Georgia. Georgia was down 21 at Florida. Got the game to overtime. Florida ended up, ended up winning in overtime. Uh, they'll come to Rupp on Wednesday for an 8 o'clock ESPN game. The Gators are 14-6. and six. This, is, this is a tweener game, right? This is a sandwich game. You know how I feel about sandwich games. Look out. Because you go on the road and beat Arkansas. You don't play well. Emotional win there at the end. You know you got Tennessee coming up. Oh, Florida. Man, eh, well, I already beat them. Beat them at their place. Took it to them in the second half. They're soft. We'll beat them. Florida will come to play. Got to be careful. Virginia 69, Louisville 52. It wasn't that close. It was 41 to 13. At halftime, 13. Four field goals for Louisville in the first half. One by Mike James cut the lead to 28 at the buzz, at the uh, halftime buzzer. Trey White was the only Cardinal double figures with 10. He also had zero rebounds, zero assists. Hunley Hatfield, eight points, 10 rebounds. Mike James, eight. Scott Clark, six. Curtis Williams, six. A core of four six. I go down the line. In fact, I just did. Ryan Dunn, 19 points, 11 rebounds for Virginia. These numbers are, take the kids away from the radio because these numbers are harmful. Louisville, 35.7% from the field. Virginia, 50. Cards hit three of 11 from three. Well, it's better than what Indiana did, but we'll get to that. They did outscore Virginia 12 points at the free throw line. And still lost by 17. Got out. Well, they out-rebounded Virginia, 31-28. But 17 turnovers for the Cards. Most of those in the first half spelled doom. (coughs) It's a broken record. They've lost five in a row since that Miami win. The Miami win was uplifting. The NC State finish was uplifting. The way they battled against Duke was uplifting. Wake Forest was, that's who this team is. Virginia, that's who this team is. They've lost twice to Virginia now, by 24 and 17. And Virginia's not great. That's Virginia's first road win in conference. They lost to Notre Dame by 24, Virginia, at Notre Dame. Cards got to go on the road now. They go to Clemson. On Tuesday, 9 o'clock, ACC Network. Clemson's 13-6. and six. I don't know if this is a good time to get Clemson or not. Had they, had they beaten Duke, they lost by one. Had they beaten Duke 
in Cameron on Saturday, this might be the perfect time to get Clemson. But a questionable call, two Duke free throws. The Blue Devils win it by one. Clemson's angry. This might not be a good time for Louisville to go to Clemson. I don't know if it's a good time for Louisville to go anywhere other than go out and find a new coach. I have heard, I went to the Duke game. I have uh, listened to some scuttlebutt rumor, innuendo, that there is a certain faction of the fan base of the alumni that want to give Kenny Payne a third season, want to give him another year. You know what? He's earned another year. He is uh, 10 and 42. He's 10 and 42. It ain't getting better. Just because he's got two more wins this year than he had all of last year doesn't mean it's better. It does not in any way mean it's better. Illinois 70, Indiana 62. The game was tied at 62. Indiana was a 14-and-a-half-point underdog, which I was shocked by. But Kaleo Ware didn't play. That had to have a lot to do with it. Third loss in a row for the Hoosiers. Malik Renew had 21-7, and seven, but he fouled out with three minutes to play. Mbako, Mackenzie Mbako, double-double, 12-12. and 12. Xavier Johnson had 14. He also had a technical foul that he shouldn't have gotten. Indiana outshot Illinois, but they were 0 for 9 from 3. First time in 13 years the Hoosiers didn't make a three-pointer. A big donut hole for 9. Indiana got out-rebounded by 7, outscored at the free-throw line by 5, outscored at the three-point line by 21. Next up, my favorite coach. Every Hoosier's favorite coach. Fran McCaffrey comes to town. Iowa comes in at 12-8, and 8, same record as Indiana. Tuesday, 7 o'clock, Big Ten Network. You can beat Iowa. You're at home. And guess what? You better beat Iowa. You better beat Iowa. I don't understand, and I said this uh, late last week, I don't understand the vitriol and the questioning surrounding the job status of Mike Woodson. I think it's ridiculous. I think he's done a good job. He's gotten some players in there. Um, you know, it's not it's not your same old Indiana. It's just not. The Big Ten is better than it was during the Bob Knight era. The Big Ten is better than it was during the Tom Crean era or during the Archie Miller era. The Big Ten's good. Michigan stinks, but the Big Ten's good. Wisconsin's really good. Michigan State is good. Illinois is really good. Purdue, enough said. By the way, the six winners in the system yesterday were Vanderbilt by half by one point. Uh, they covered against Tennessee. Mississippi State, they beat Auburn outright as an underdog. Uh, Richmond, they beat Dayton outright as an underdog. Wyoming, they beat Colorado State outright as an underdog. Uh, Rutgers, who covered, getting nine and a half, lost by eight to Purdue. And then 
UAB yesterday. The Blazers upset 19th ranked Memphis 97 to 88. So those were your winners. Kentucky or Arkansas, I should say, was a push. Florida State was a push. They lost by seven to Carolina. The losers were Oregon at home against Arizona, getting four, lost by nine. And Boise State, plus three, loses by six in overtime to Utah State. Two more tonight. Remember, Texas and Virginia Tech getting points at home. Tony Burke joins me in the studio tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X.